guys welcome back to a growth of fresh faith today i have one of my good friends david on david why don't you introduce yourself hey guys my name's david mumford uh live here in cleveland tennessee um so um i am the host of seeing red with david mumford also um service advisor at a toyota dealership but that's just day job my passion is right now is the Seeing Red with David podcast and talking to people all around the world. That's awesome. He has some really great podcasts, guys, so you should definitely check him out. And, David, I wanted to ask you some a couple of questions yeah. about some topics that I feel like are relevant and that people could get some wisdom from me about. Yeah. So I have some some guy listeners, which is surprising because I feel like a lot of girls listen to my podcast. But I am wanting to have more of – a guy presence, you know, like have some influencers come on and like speak. And so I was just curious, what does it mean to you like to be a man like in today's society as a Christian? And like how have you navigated that? Ooh, that um <laughs> that, I'm going in hot with the questions, you know. You're going hot, which is which is good. So I I I knew before we record earlier you kinda of sent <laughs> that text and we were kinda of, we were. I knew it was. I knew we were talk about that, but the, I guess the to be honest and open in that because that's who I am. That's a very hard question to to answer because one being a being a man is hard because you got all you got so many triggers. You got so many things that are out in society or you got, you got to be this way or you got to be that way. Or the, the man feels like they got to be the, the breadwinner for the house. They got to bring home all the money. They've got to be, they, everyone puts males as, Oh, they're the head of the household. Oh, they're macho. But guys, yeah. we're not. <laughs> there's, there's days where I have bad days. There's days where I have days where I just want to throw up my hands and say, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. And that's what I did for five years. Uh, I lived that way. I literally did that in 2005. I threw my hands up. I, um, being real and honest, and I know it's okay to do this with your podcast because we've, we've talked, we've talked way before. And I literally, in ways I said, screw God and screw my family. And I walked away from the church. I walked away from everything. And I had turned, I had just turned 25 and I was done living the right way in the way that I had grown up because like you, I've grown up in the church. I've known everything about the Bible. I had a relationship with God, but I got to the point where I said, I'm done. I'm tired of being told what to do. I'm tired of being told where I can go, what I can do, when I need to go to church. You can do this. You can't do that. And for those five years, I got hot. Um, I was an alcoholic. Uh, now that I look back on it, and I've talked to people probably in the last three or four months, I've I've come to realize I've I was an alcoholic for five years. Um, I was highly addicted to pornography for five years because um, the root issue from that came. I didn't feel the love for my mom, 
So I was trying to find love in the wrong places. And I smoked cigarettes, but that was, that was just, I don't really know why I did that. I think I just did it just because everyone else was doing it and hey, why not doing it? But that I could stop. I, I knew I could stop that at any time. But being a male in a Christian society is a is a daily thing, a daily conquer because it's very hard to do and very hard to stay. Oh gosh, stay holy because there's so much, so many things going on and so many things on TV now and and the summer. I dread the summertime because, like I said, I was addicted to pornography well the slightest thing can could trigger a thought in my head and i'm like okay i can't think that way i can't let that go there because i know things from the past would bring up issues or bring up thoughts and yes i'm um i've been married for five going on uh we'll be married five years april 16th but that's still being a married man being a married Christian man in this day and age is it still extremely hard, <laughs> even though you you may have someone you may have someone in the house in the house you you still have to be careful and and be yeah. and still be on your guard. That's so true. I think too, especially like everything's so accessible these days, even more than it was like ten years ago, and I bet for y'all, I bet you know, in any type of relationship, you have to, like, create boundaries, and, you know, trying to, it's like, probably, like, a hard, like, line to find, like, where, you know, I'm saying being too legalistic about something, or, you know, making sure that you, like, cover enough bases, because you just never know these days what could, you know, like you said, could trigger you or someone else. Yeah, no, you have, um, even in our marriage, um, we have boundaries, um, that I, I, I tell my, I tell Anna, uh, who I'm talking to. If I'm texting a female, I let them know. I let her know I'm texting a female. Um, I do not. Um, even, even. Uh, see, I had a female starting working with us in in my position at work. I, I, I was up front with my wife and said, "Hey, we have a female working with us. Just want you to know." So even I, we're very up, I'm very upfront, and I put boundaries in place all the time with with what I do because I I want to be seen as a in what's one trying to say I want to be seen as in like a not a goody goody but I want to be shown be seen as a respectable male that other guys can look yep. up to and be like okay if he has these boundaries if he knows which way to go. Then maybe I need to I need to rethink my ways, and, and for sure, was it hard when like you and Anna like first started a relationship? Like, you know, I I don't know much about like her background, but mm-hmm. I feel like for you know typically a lot of guys struggle with like porn instead of girls too. But so like getting into a serious relationship with someone like, did you have to have those like tough conversations like pretty early in your relationship about oh my- like? about things oh yes uh the before um let's see we met in 23rd we met in 
movie. We met in 2012 at church and um, around, let's see, we dated for two years and then we, and then 2014, we were getting ready to, we were in the, in the, um, in the planning stages of getting engaged and starting to plan a wedding. But um, during that time, and we talk about we talk about this one share our testimonies and when we talk to other people so i'm not i'm not saying anything that she wouldn't she wouldn't mind hearing i cheated on anna because i was in a very vulnerable place where with a um at a job that i looking back on it i shouldn't have i, I really shouldn't have worked there but i think i've just found a, i needed a second job to help pay some bills and and I got involved with another female uh, emotionally, and one thing led to another. And um, I, I literally cheated on Anna before, before we got married. And we found that out. Um, we actually had to call off our engagement for a little while. Uh, we took about a, I think it was a two week break where I did not see her or talk to her, but it but things um, we prayed about it and God said we need to be together. So we got back together. And then even when um, we got back together and I think that was 20, see that's 2014. I I, I think we, um, she, she said, if we're going to, if we're going to get back together, then you're going to go to uh, counseling for sexual addiction or for pornography. So I did, and I I went. Oh, I probably went. Um, I haven't been to counseling in a while, just because I, the counselor said I didn't need to come back for that. But I went for at least three, maybe three years, three to four years. I was in counseling, and um, for the sexual addiction and pornography. Because it was something I I saw how bad it was, and what it was still doing uh, before we got married, and I did not want to bring that into my marriage, and I to um, I wanted to have the tools in place so whenever we have kids, I can teach my son, or if we have a if I have a son, I'm like, listen, we're not you're not doing this. Dad did that; it messed up his life. You're not going to do that. So it, we had a very rocky um, relationship before we got married, but the last five years of our, of our marriage, we've been to marriage counseling. That's not a bad thing because every marriage, every relationship takes work and you've got to stay communicating between your, with the partner who, with the relationship you're in, the other person, you've got to be in, in communication because that's the only way a relationship will work. That's so true. Okay, so if you could give someone like younger than you any advice that's a male, like what would it be for like trying to like stay pure? And you know, yeah. Do you have any advice for that? Yeah. Um, I, if I was going to give it to myself, or I get well. If I was gonna, if I was gonna think back and, and give it to myself, I would say, 
stay away from anything that could possibly trigger you or um, even, and you're probably going to laugh about this, but this is, a, this is very true with, with how it is in our house. When Anna, Anna loves watching the bachelor and bachelorette just because of yeah. just talking, even watching TV, I will turn my head when those, when those shows are on or I'll leave the room because even that will trigger my thought. So be careful what you watch and what you look at. And if you're on the internet, be careful because the, the, the smallest thing could lead to something you don't want to see or you don't need to see and find somebody. If you start having, if you, start having thoughts or you start having triggers. If you start noticing triggers or if you're somewhere, find somebody that you can talk to because that's what I didn't do. I went the total way of that and pushed people away. And I had my, my parents right in front of my, right there in this, in the house with me that I could have talked to my parents. I could have talked to my dad. And then I found out my dad had, uh, was there and had those issues too in ways and I didn't realize that so but there's someone in your church or find somebody at, at a church that you can talk to but don't feel like you're in this alone because you're not we're not in this alone that's so true and like so when you're like going through through all of that and battling it like do you feel like now that you have like a better grasp of how to like you know steer clear of those things or like are, but the question more so is like, are you are you triggered as easily as you used to be, or is it still just something that's naturally a sensitive thing because you dealt with it for so long? It's a daily thing. It, it really is. There's some days I, I'm good, I'm fine. There's no issues at all. Other days, I notice when I get extremely tired or ex- extre- if it's been a really really stressful day, then there's more triggers there. There's more things that pop out, but I'm in, um, I'm in celebrate, uh, the celebrate recovery. I'm in recovery. Once, uh, we go once a week. I work on it every week. I talk about it every week that if I did not work on it every week, or if I did not, um, work on it every day, and I know what would happen and how I could slip back into it. And I don't want to slip back into it. I don't want to, because I've always said that if I was, if things were to happen, and I was to slip up again, or if something was to happen, I don't know if I w- could come back or if I would ever want to come back from it, if I went to a dark place again. So it's a, da- it's a daily conscious to stay healthy and stay stay clean and that's awesome that you have someone like Anna that's like super supportive because I know like some people if like they've never dealt with something like that you know they might be a little ignorant to like how hard it is to like steer clear of that or to like get over it you know mm-hmm. and so that's awesome that like you have someone that you know understand you know maybe not understands fully but can still be like there for you you know yeah um she would actually, she would actually be a good person for you to have on because her, her and my story are pretty much the same. 
in weights and getting her perspective would be great too because she um she kind of dealt with the same issues that I have so it was good to actually meet somebody that knew what I was going through and knew I I regret that I did what I did but it has really helped our relationship out so much more that um, yeah together it, it it made our it's made our marriage very strong because we know if we got through those two years of just hell that I put us through we knew we could get through anything in life and we could we could lean on each other and we could communicate with each other that's true so okay so what about some advice for like females that might have like you know maybe they're dating someone that's like Mm -hmm. struggling with porn Mm -hmm. or anything related to like sex like do you have any advice for them of like how to approach having conversations that are like actually well-rounded you know not not from like an attacking you know exactly um don't don't come across as it as attacking them be like um come at it as a loving way and be like hey i feel like something's not right um do you need to can i help you in any way what can i do to help you through this can i um can we would you be open to going to counseling? Would you be open to talking to somebody? Um, because that's what Anna did for me. And it's really, it's really helped. It helped me out a lot. It's helped me out to have that, that person that even though I put her through some, I put her through some rough times. She has really, she's shown me what true love is and what, um, and what grace is because she should have walked away and, but she did not walk away from me. And that also makes me love her even more because I really gave her the the opportunity to do it, but she didn't do it. So don't give up on, on the person. Now, if it's, if it's really bad, then pray about it and seek counsel about it. And maybe that's the best thing to do, but let that be the last resort. And but but try try everything to work through through it with the person. Yeah, because more people than you think are actually going through it. Like I feel like when you're going through it, you feel like you're the only person. Mm-hmm. But but really, like so many people, including Christians, are like struggling on a daily basis with yes. it. And I think too, like about talking about like parents stuff I had a lot of people when I like I had like a handful of people like you were saying like I wish you know I had more people when I was struggling with those things to talk to you about it or that I felt comfortable talking to about but sometimes the church environment would take the approach of oh just like pray it away and like I I kind of hate that if I'm being honest because like I'm not saying like prayer isn't important because it really is it can, it's really powerful but I think that when you're dealing with like an addiction that you have to have more than just prayer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have to have like people like that can, can keep you accountable and can like help you like have like actual application to get out of where you're at, you know, and not saying that the Lord can't do it just on prayer because he can, but like that isn't how it is for everyone, you know? 
Yeah, it is. And also, I guess advice for both um, for both males and females, there the the recovery program that Anna and I involved in is celebrate, and it's let me think, it's really any age. There are there they have it for they have groups for kids. They have adult. They have one group for um, I think high school age, and then I think it's around. Eighteen or nineteen, I think that's when um, young adults can be involved in like the other, like the the like the actual um, the large large group of adults. But get involved in recovery. That's what's really helped our relationship out and helped me out a lot. Is getting in recovery. Recovery is not a bad thing. Talking talking about your struggles or talking about your addictions, whatever, whatever addiction is, whatever it could be to you, get involved in recovery because that's what will, that's what will help out the biggest portion of it. And being involved with people, like-minded people that have been there say, Hey, I know you're new at this, but you can get through this. I got through it and let me and I'll walk I'll walk through this with you. It is good so then like your significant other too can have support yes. too. So that that they're like have people that can relate to them because you might not be able to relate directly to what you know their significant other going through. Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard I've heard so many stories that like one one or like one spouse will come to support the other person. But while they're in it, they're like, oh, my gosh, I actually need this for myself. So they, in turn, get involved in the recovery program because they didn't realize it. So for anybody listening, just don't think you're going to help the other person. You're actually helping yourself out, too. And it's very important. It's very important to help yourself. That's good. Okay, so what would you say, okay, if you could help like someone that's like in your shoes like right Mm -hmm. now like not someone that's like been through the same thing in the past but like that's going through right now like the same stuff like what would be like your encouragement to them like in this right like in this exact moment don't give up don't don't stop um you've got to work on it every day because i've seen some people that start that start it they go six months and then they stop because they think they're clean, they're good. No, it's going to be a it's going to be a process. It's going to be a long journey. Um, most people, the society now is like a microwave society where they want it done. They want it fixed like tomorrow. We're not like that. we're yeah. not we're not that way. We're we're if we're human, if we're real people, it's going to take it's going to take a process. But just keep going every single day and keep reaching out every single day. Once you start, don't stop. Don't, don't, that's good. Don't ever stop. It's like going to this, like for something, and like the doctor is giving you medicine, and then, you know, you don't take it for the full length of your prescription because you're like, oh, I, I'm feeling better. But like, you're not actually, you know, saying you think yep. you're better, but you're actually not, you know, like you're taking on the role of the doctor when you're obviously not, you know? Yeah, yeah. Cause I'm, I'm... So, 
I have another question yeah, go for you. Go ahead. Okay, so as okay, so I know like a lot of guys like they struggle with like sharing their emotions, being like vocal about like how they're feeling. Mm-hmm. So how like has it has that been a struggle for you or do you have any tips for guys your age that like feel like the pressure to like not show emotion but like want to or like struggling with that growing up yeah oh yeah growing up I never thought I could I never thought uh, I dealt with self-worth issues a lot and some day and some days now I still do but don't be afraid to show emotions don't be afraid to be vulnerable don't be afraid to be open and raw because that's where you'll find the truest healing and truest help is when you when you can just get over yourself and realize that it's okay to show emotions. It's okay to cry. Think most people think, oh, guys have got to be macho and be the strong guys. No, it's okay to cry. It's okay to say, hey. I need help. I'm not doing good. So don't think you have to keep everything inside and only if you got yourself into it, only you can get yourself out. No, you'll stay, you'll stay down longer. So be, be willing to call somebody and say, Hey, I'm not doing good today or I'm not, I'm having a rough day. Can you talk to me? Can we, can we talk? Cause I do that. I do that quite often. Every day I don't do that, but that's but I should. But most days, there's some days I'll I'll reach out and I'll I'll talk to people. Um, there's some days I'll I'll even call your dad and talk to your dad and be like, hey, um, I'm not having a good day. Can and just having that one conversation can change your whole your whole day or whole point of where you're about to you're about to slip and you're about to do something you'll regret pick up the phone and and call somebody guys call me i mean if you live here in cleveland let's grab coffee i mean my schedule's crazy but i'll make time (laughs) you will make time you really will if if some if if somebody if a guy is really important to you or they're in your in your ball field or on your team, they'll make time for you. And females, if the, there's females that are really on your team also, a female will make time for you. It may be a while before you can get together, but if someone truly loves you and they really they want to help you out, they will make time to with you. So find somebody that you can talk to. That's true. So, okay, so when you you and Anna were dating mm-hmm. how um okay because you know girls are more on the spectrum of being like very expressive about how they feel and everything like that so how did y'all like I'm, I'm assuming you know every couple has their moments where you know they like are trying to communicate and then like try to express how they feel were there any moments where like y'all both like had different ways of like expressing how you feel towards each other and if so, like, was that, like, a growing process for you? Because I know, like, not always, you know, how a girl communicates is how a guy does. So, like, do you have any, shed any light on that? Um, hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't even say when we were dating. I say, I'll say even now. 
even even now there's days where we don't communicate that well or she'll say something and I won't catch what she means or I'll take it some totally different way than she means. So if you don't understand what's going on, be like, okay, just ask. Be like, okay, I don't understand what you're asking. I'm not sure. I'm just, this is what I hear you saying, but is this what you're saying? So don't just assume you know what's going on. You need to ask questions. And if you ask questions and you be like, okay, I don't think I understand you correctly, that will help out so much more than than just assuming that you know what's and you and because I'm not gonna say what assume means because I think we all know what assume stands for. So but never assume anything. If you don't if you don't understand, just ask. So that's really that's helped our relationship out a lot. Because it's it's a daily it's a daily process even with our relationship at times. Okay, so I have another question. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> we, mind you guys, we've been trying to do podcasts for a long time. So I've had a lot, of, a long time to ask the questions yeah. to ask. So um, I know, like, I'm a lot younger than you, but you so like you're a lot wiser than me because you've you know had a lot more years of experience in life. But to people my age, you know, there's everyone has a lot of different opinions when it comes to like dating and like how long is enough time to like date someone like I would love to hear from like a married person's perspective like what what's your opinion on like a length a good length of time of dating someone obviously it's different for each person each couple but like in your opinion like what do you think's a good amount of time to like get to know someone enough to like make that decision I think to well let me say it this way every relationship is different but and some I've seen some not not some people not date very long and they have they get married and they're doing great they do great but um I think to really to get like for me and Anna we dated for almost we dated for two years and yes it's a lifetime that's a lifetime when you're dating, because you're like, I really, really want to be with this person every single day, and I know I need, I, you want, you want to finally get married, and if that's what it's going to lead to, I know for us it was two years, but we learned a lot. We learned a lot of be about each other in two years, so I would say at least a year, because in six months, to know anything, you, you can't really learn about somebody in six months. But I sure. think, I think a, a year, a maybe a year, a year to two years. Sometimes, if things if things are go longer than that, then great, it, then that's okay. But it's not. Don't don't ever rush it. What I, I guess what I'm trying to say is don't rush it. Don't rush the relationship just to just to move in with somebody or just to be with somebody for to be with somebody. Because there's, I could share a story. I'm not going, I won't do it. But there's somebody we know as a, as a close family friend that things happened. So don't ever rush it and seek counsel. If, if you are, if you're wanting to get, if you're wanting to be married or you, 
or wanting to get engaged to somebody, find somebody that and talk to them and find out um, that you're what you're doing and see if they know that person. True. And plus probably have someone that's like further along in their marriage too, that like, you know, it has some wisdom of like, okay, you know, things to like maybe to look for that maybe you didn't see or you wouldn't think to look for. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, uh, I've heard my mom's always said this, but like to date someone for like all the seasons, you know, mm-hmm. to like see them when they're stressed, they're angry, upset. Yeah. Cause like you said, Six months is like nothing when you think about it. And plus you have the rest of your life, you know, to be married if that's like what you're called, you know, if you're oh, called yeah. to be married. Oh, yeah. So. Exactly. But okay, so for you when you were single, what's like a good piece of advice that you heard from someone that like really stuck out to you that like, you know, that really changed how you view dating or relationship with like the opposite sex? Um, I think it wasn't even well. I went. I had some bad relationships when I was dating, but it got it got to the point where I was praying one day and I said, "Okay, God, I'm done with with relationships my way. I can't be in relationships anymore. I can't do relationships how I want to do relationships because I they were horrible relationships." And I um I I said if I um, whatever relationship I get into next, I want to be. I want you to bring the girl to me that I will marry, and that's literally what happened with Anna, and that's what how me and Anna met, is because I I gave up relationships. It's okay to be single, and I know a lot of people. Um, I think it was, I think it was Andy Stanley that says. Date, take a year off from dating and date yourself first and get to know yourself because you, you got to know yourself before you can be in a, in a relationship, in a dating relationship. If you don't know yourself, you don't, if you're not centered in your, in yourself, then you can't give your whole self to the other person. True. That's good advice. Was there, is there any like red flags, like as a guy that like, you looked out for like when you were looking for someone like because I know like for girls you know it might be different for like a guy but like was there anything you're like okay for me this is something that's like non-negotiable or like something that maybe you wouldn't automatically think about when you're like looking or like praying about a sp- like a spouse a potential spouse David, you there? <laughs> She's way above my league. And I, um, and I, there was a third day concert, um, at Abba's house in Chattanooga. And I, I knew we both liked, just in conversation, I knew we both liked um, Third Day. And 
we had been talking about it one Wednesday night and she's like, yeah, I would love to go. And I thought, I literally thought she had a boyfriend and I didn't, I didn't even, and I let the, I let the concert go by. And then after a couple of weeks, about a week or two after that, I just, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I found out she didn't have a boyfriend. I just asked her out and she's like why didn't you ask me that concert i was like well i thought you had a boyfriend she's like no i didn't i was hoping you would have asked me to go to that concert and it i mean there's not really red flag with her there wasn't any red flags because she was exactly what i wanted she's exactly what i have needed in my life and but if I was to look back on red flags and talk about red flags, every dating relationship I had before I met her, there were so many red flags. I should not have even, I was just being, to be honest and be open and real, I was being a male and I was thinking, okay, I'm going to go for it. I don't care. I'm just going to, I'm just going to get involved with the wrong people. But when I, when I met Anna and we started dating every red flag and every, everything just totally disappeared because that's because I had, I'd saw, I'd prayed about it. I had asked God about it and he brought her to me and he, he, he's the one that put this relationship together. That's awesome. All right. Y'all, I'm gonna have to have you in and on at some point, yeah. so then y'all can talk about married life. Oh gosh, and... yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like that we could get some funny stories. Oh, there, oh, <laughs> there could be some. Yeah, there's some, there's some funny stories there. <laughs> well, David, I'm so happy that you got to come on my podcast. Yeah. I know it's been a time, but the fact that we actually got to make it happen, and it definitely won't be the last yeah, time. No, no I'll. So, okay, can you give them another plug about where they can find yeah. you again? Um, so. Anybody can find me on LinkedIn. Um, pretty much, I'm very active on LinkedIn. That's the safest place for me to be. Um, going back to the, the, the sexual addictions I've had in the past, because I tried to do TikTok, can't do that. There's too many things there. Facebook's just not. That'd be a whole nother conversation that we could we could dive into if social media or any or my my whole uh, testimony that could be a whole nother conversation there. But and then if you want to follow along with my podcast, um, seeing it's seeing red with David Mumford. Um, it's got red glasses on it, and um, hopefully, as soon as I can sit down and have the time to work on it. Uh, I have an editor for my um, podcast now. It The guy that's helping me is Joe Ake with Joe Ake Media Services. He's going to be helping me out with my podcast and kind of doing uh, editing my videos and editing my podcast for me. So he's going to help me get that out to more, um, plat- on more platforms and getting videos up on uh, LinkedIn. So find me on LinkedIn. Um, if guys, if you let me think how to guys, if you want to text me, 
and I usually don't do this, but I really, with this conversation we've had today, guys, if you want to text me and you need, you need a guy in your life that you, that you could be willing to talk to, my phone number is 423-599-9002. That is my personal cell phone number. Reach out to me and say, hey, um, I heard you on Hannah's um, podcast. I would love to talk to you because I'm, I'm at the stage where you've been. And I would love to have a text with anybody or have a conversation with anybody, with any guy and help them understand yep. it's okay. And we can get through this. And too, I think it's so important, especially like when you're in your like twenties or even thirties to have someone that's older of the same gender, yes. you know, like help you out because they can help you, you know, grow and see things that maybe you don't see now or that you should be looking at that maybe you're not. Yep. <laughs> I understand that. And that's where I've been. But true. Same here. Well, I want to finish this podcast off with prayer. So, dear Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you for helping orchestrate this podcast and helping David come on. And I pray that a lot of people got nuggets of wisdom out of this and that they feel like they're not alone and that they can talk about anything and everything with you and that you accept us for who we are and pray for a blessed week and we pray all these things in your name amen bye guys bye